We out here. Episode 151, Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore for the Luke and Pete Show. It's absolutely delicious, mother, to have you on board. It is. You know how I started my day? By eating a delicious Chinese meal. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> Love that. I uh, I was having my uh, leftovers. I sent you a picture of uh, the succulent Chinese meal I was eating last night. Yeah, I, I thought was, it was... Um, I'll, I'll be honest... Um, as regular listeners of the show will know that Pete has a Sunday night Chinese every mm. night. It costs you about 50 quid, but you yeah. take it through the week, right? Um, <laughs> you, you re-up you re it, it lasts, throughout the week. It lasts uh, until Monday morning, that's about it. Right, but it, okay. is, it is rather strange starting the day on a Monday morning eating leftover Chinese. It's not right. You sent a photo of it last night. It, it looked a, bad. It looked bad. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I've got no other beef with it. Did you have beef with it? Crispy beef? It was beef it, with it, Shredded yeah. beef? It looked bad. It did look bad. Um, you know when you sort of like tip out the plastic containers into, it used to be foil, but now the plastic containers onto your plate. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a good look, to be honest. It was all, it was quite congealed. It, it retained the shape of the uh, vessel it was in. Yeah. <laughs> not not great. You, you probably, presumably you absolutely housed it down anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I half and halfed it and then I had uh, half of it this morning. Do you know what? You know, we talk about like things about like rolled ankles and stuff, things I don't like, things I worry about. Yeah. That I'm going to roll my ankle or I'm going to hurt myself somehow. Or like someone breaking their glasses. Or someone breaking their glasses that yeah. we talked about before. Yeah. Um, I've got another thing that I remembered uh, today. I've got a lump. On my tooth, it's not a lump. It's a it's a, a deformed um, canine tooth. So at the back of my tooth, I know it looks like a dentist surgery, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a recording studio. It's basically like, uh, and it's only on one side. It's only on one canine. It's just like like a deformation of the tooth, but it's right. notable to the tongue. Right. And I'm, and since ever since I saw an episode of Mad Men where Don Draper described his um, tooth uh, pain as having a hot tooth. It's right. fine. I'll just I'll I'll go to the dentist later. I've just got a hot tooth, so you're just constantly with a cold compress trying to um try right. to cool it down. Right. Um. Ever since I've been scared that my tooth is going to explode. Right. Because it's like it's got a lump, and it looks like you know when like a MacBook uh the battery goes wrong and it starts to deform the um the, the aluminium um kind of case a little bit because the lithium ion battery is uh, has perished and the, the the contents are trying to escape. Right, it gets that's, it gets warped. It gets warped. Yeah. Uh, that's wh- what my tooth feels like a little bit. Right, and I'm scared that at any point it's going to go. Bang! Are you phobic of the and dentist? And there's gonna no, no. I've got just no go, problem at all. Just go to the dentist. Then. There's, there's no. Um, it's not increased in size. It's always been that size. Right. So I'm just, I'm just always petrified that my canine tooth is going to explode, sending shards of tooth into the back of my throat. I am um, broke mechanically. They call it a mechanical break when it's just oh. an impact break. Right. So I mechanically broke my tooth um, eating, <laughs> eating a snacker jack. It had an unpopped... An unpopped kernel, kernel of rice. Ah. No, it was, it was corn. They're corn, aren't they? Are they corn? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think they might be both, but it was it was a, it was a corn kernel. Mm. I just snapped my tooth off. It was when I was walking towards doing to do the ramble ones. That's annoying. Yeah. And I went to the dentist and he was like, yeah, well, you can, I can, you know, you can have the root pulled out and I'll put a fake one in there, but that's going to be like a grand. You can like, just glue this on top. Which is fine. No, yeah, I've got a gap. Nice. I've got a gap, but it's in the back of my mouth, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Well. That's a great way of starting the show. Um, Another thing I've been looking up uh, quite a lot is um, the last of the um, polio um, survivors right. uh, from the 50s. Well, that'll be um, back if the anti-vaxxers get their way. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the, you know, you're sitting there watching a, a bloke in an iron lung, still in the like 19, the most 1950s bit of um, medical technical equipment. An it's not, lung, it's yeah. not needed anymore because, you know, they've vaccinated the shit out of everyone. Um, and... Uh, 
and, and this bloke's in an iron lung. He's got his law degree and stuff, and he has to spend most of his life in this fucking horrendous 1950s tube. Um, but the, it's getting to the point where nobody can repair like these antique um, iron lungs anymore mm. because they don't have the parts. It's like all this stuff's from the 50s. They've got all plugs. Everything looks so old. There's and, nothing like, they can do to move the, the patient onto something more modern. No, so I mean, the patients can leave for a little, like like a few hours at a time. Right. But they have to really concentrate on their breathing. Right. Um, otherwise, they literally die. But they um, but they have to get in their iron lung and, 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 and they start leaking these machines and stuff. And you'd think that these machines would have been updated, but because of the, um, because the, of vaccination. Got rid of, because yeah, of the yeah. vaccination, yeah. There's no, to. there's no yeah. need to no, right, anymore. Fine. Yeah, I understand. Uh, and you know that's what we're, we're facing. But it was just fascinating to sort of see this man sort of going, "I needed some, I need somebody to sort out of me, um, sort out of me iron lung." And so they just got like a local kind of mechanic, kind of like engineer, sort of to sort of look at it and go, "Right, okay." So Ooh, that's going to crush it. No, just fix it. <laughs> so he sort of moved. He, he found a new one and kind of refurbished it and stuff. And like it was in. So sort of going, we had to build all of our parts from scratch and stuff. And you're like. Wow, that's quite incredible, really. Quite, yeah, an incredible feat of engineering, uh, especially when you're working with something from the fifties. Do you know what I learned? But, but, but these are the these are, these are the last of the polio survivors who yeah. you know, and they must and it, be respected. And this guy, well, I mean, even if they're not, they're not going to go after you because they're a bloody iron lung, and if they get out of the iron lung, they they they, yeah. they can't breathe properly. But I don't think the fact that because they're of no danger, and also to you, they're they paralysed. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be respected. Is the respect shouldn't come from the idea that you you're safe from them, so that's okay. I respect him because he's got a law degree and he was a lawyer for like fucking 30 years there we go incredible not, it's not something you or I will ever have on our radar no and um, what I learnt uh, today mm. is that rabbits don't really like carrots and what? if you feed your rabbit um, just carrots a la Bugs Bunny they're, they're likely Abuse. to starve to death why? Can they not get enough? No, they, they need to eat greens. And the idea that they like carrots comes entirely, apparently, from, from Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. <sighs> and it's the same with ostriches and head in the sand. That just comes from cartoons. Ostriches don't do, right. don't do that. They don't do that. Lemmings off a cliff. That was D- the Disney um, guys um, pushing some lemmings off a cliff. Animal-based myths. Terrible. Yeah, but they murdered a lot of animals. Well, what about that the, myth? the video game Lemmings was entirely based on that. I that was played, a classic, by the way. I played the game. I... Have I not told you that I was obsessed with Lemmings, the video game Lemmings? I was as well. I used to draw them. I made my own T-shirt from fuzzy felt um, uh, letters, lettering I I bought in town, saying, I love Lemmings. (laughs) So I walked around town. How old were you? Older than I care to admit. Yeah, but the thing is, you are literally wearing a Windows 95 T-shirt right now, so it wouldn't be a huge departure. It's basically, if I describe it, it's like a Chinese version of Windows with all like like horrible kanji, horrible kind of like weird, confusing kanji and little boxes, and the Windows 95 logo, and then Chandler and and Rachel and Rachel from Friends. Who could I be any more into that T-shirt? Who did a a very famous, um, well, certainly on the internet, in, in 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 the meme world, so to speak. Um, uh, did a guide to Windows ninety five when it came out. I remember they, it was on the they, CD on the on the CV ROM. They yeah? got a. Uh, I don't think it even was, but I think they. I think you had to buy it separately on on VHS. But I think they certainly imagine doing that. But that, they must have been given a ridiculous amount of money to do that. Have you got? Um, no, imagine, I mean, imagine going into a, sh- a shop and saying. I've just got the Windows 95 operating system for my PC. Can I please purchase the VHS version of the guide featuring, uh, uh, what's his name? Chandler, Chandler and, Rachel and Rachel from Friends. Friends yeah, incredible. Yeah. So yes. Uh, that's, Couldn't be any more 90s. That's what I'm wearing. Um, and the other thing I learned today is that, you'll like this, Pete. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of John Tyler? Tyler. No. It's quite a common name, to be fair. He was the pre- uh, the 10th president of the United States. Right. 
uh, and he was born in 1790. Okay. Good for him. Two of his grandsons right. are still alive. That he's, they've got to be so, a bitch. So the Tyler family apparently had a thing where they had children very late in life. Right. So John Tyler, the 10th president of the United States, I think he was sworn into office in like the 1840s. Yeah. Right? Maybe, yeah, around the 1840s. His, his son was born in 1853. Right. And then his two grandsons were born in 1924 and 1928. Yes. And they're both still alive. That's as, incredible. At time, at time of this uh, article. <laughs> they're very old. Yeah. So they may have passed away overnight and we haven't yet got the news to, yet. Yet to be discovered. <laughs> By the maid. But um, <laughs> how amazing is that? That uh, is amazing. A guy born in the... This is the thing, right? Um, I mean, it's hard, it's hard for me to sort of go... To have any frame of reference. I mean, we're literally just talking about old people. But yes, that I mean, that is incredible. Well, if you think if you think that he was the tenth ever president of the United States, mm. and what have they had? Four, I mean, they're only, they're only on their forty fifth president now. I think Porter's forty five, baby. Yeah, your favourite. Was he forty six? I think he's forty five. Yeah, right, right, right. as in number forty five. But yeah, yeah, there we go. I just thought that was quite fascinating. Yeah. So, so the, his son must have had the kids when he was like in his seventies. That's incredible, yeah. isn't it? Incredible. There we go. There was a there was a, the the world's oldest woman. Um, guess where she's from? Japan. Japan. Yeah. Uh, this week and not uh, Hartlepool. <laughs> and she was given this uh, big cake. And uh, when asked, bearing in mind she probably speaks a very different style of Japanese than than than, than anyone else nowadays. Oh, would that, would that be the case? Would it? Well, certainly, like it's a different kind of case. But when the emperor had to record his. Um, so not secession is uh, what do you call it when you just give up? Oh, abdication. <laughs> you know, well, you give up the you give up the wall basically. He was he was uh, tasked oh, with recording recording yeah. a, a recording concession a, a whatever concession whatever. Um, he which is actually quite an interesting tale. Like the head of the army didn't want to give up, um, so they stormed the castle trying to find these vinyl records that they'd recorded his voice onto um, and, and like smashed up all his records thinking it was the recording but the sound engineers had managed to hide um, the recordings of the Emperor's voice basically giving up. Oh, he recorded um, it in advance? Recorded, no, he recorded it um, on the day. Oh, and but, they tried to stop it going out? They tried out. to stop it going out because right. they wanted to continue the war right. in 45 and they um, and the records uh, found their way to broadcast in the end uh, even though, again, these broadcast towers were under siege by by. The, the Japanese army, um, led by this uh, this rogue um, squadron guy, uh, and the first time the Japanese people heard the emperor speak, um, it was like a it was like a foreign language because he spoke this. It's like the Queen's, like, how are you? This is how I speak. But you can still but, understand. But you can still understand what she says. But she he spoke in this in this kind of like such an old school um, kind of Japanese and very regal kind of Japanese. Most people. A, couldn't understand what he was saying, and B, had never heard the Emperor speak before. Oh, okay. So it was like, oh my God, that's what the Emperor sounds like. And he sounded completely different to what everyone thought. I think he had a slightly higher voice than you... Um, you so uh, so what happened to the guys who didn't want to give up? Uh, well, they, they, Surrender. They, I think they were either surrendered or shot. I can't okay, remember, right. But yeah. Wow, fascinating that is, isn't it? I, when, the, when your world goes to shit, I mean, you, you, I think we sort of tell ourselves that it couldn't happen here. But it could happen everywhere. Where are you going with this? I just want to start a coup. <laughs> I just think, as a you know, I'm a card carrying Labour Labour supporter, but I, I should, I think I should take over the Labour Party. Do you? Yes, I'd be all for it. <laughs> I'd love to see you do a press conference a in, that, in that t-shirt and trousers <laughs> combo. Any questions? Not about the t-shirt or the clothes. <laughs> Not about my all the clothes. hands go down. Thank you. Yeah. You see that Beto Beto O'Rourke or Beto O'Rourke is um, 
has been outed. Well, not outed, but... You had two guys there. I don't think you said it right either times. I think his name Beto, isn't it? Beto. Okay. I think so. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm. He has been outed as being a former hacker. A former hacker? As part of a, he was part of a hacking like conglomerate. Oh, cool. Back in the day when he was young. That guy just gets cooler and cooler. He just took like a few months off during, it's funny, isn't it? because before the, he declared. The Republicans outed him as a former hacker, I think. Mm. And because the Republicans are like, a lot of them are so out of touch, everyone's now going, oh, that's quite quite cool. <laughs> I played the game Watchdog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, Cassie Cortez uh, tweeted, a beautiful, like, she just owns fucking Republicans every time she opens her mouth. Um, like, there was there was like a, a headline basically saying, uh, Ocasio-Cortez is drowning in every, uh, in every demographic apart from uh, 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 ethnic minorities, um, the young and women. It's like, so hang on, everybody else is just old white men. Yeah. <laughs> like, on, if you ever want to talk about... That's like, three of the major like, ones, isn't it? That like, is three of the big that's ones. everyone apart from old white men. Yeah. She's gone, if you ever want to talk about unconscious bias in the media, yeah. that was the headline. It's like, so basically all white men are the are the main people and everyone else is just minorities. And, there's, <laughs> and we, as two old white men ourselves, yes. we are qualified to say that. Um, I don't like her dancing. I don't like her dancing on a roof when she's 18. I don't, I don't, I've got no truck with it. I've got big trucks with it. I saw the video, but I can't fully remember the moves. They're not dancing moves. No um, way. I think they were, I think it was a pastiche of uh, flash dance or something. But I can't oh, remember. that's a shame. Or something. Or maybe that's it was like, or, or something. What so, was I filming in the 80s? 18 Candles? 15 16 Candles? 16 Candles. candles. Yeah, I've not seen that. No, I've not seen that. I've I mean, seen it's, St. Elmo's Fire, the greatest soundtrack uh, title tune to an 80s film ever. Is it? Uh, it's the one that goes. Oh, yeah. So one that goes. Oh, right, yeah, it's part, all right. oh, and I also, um, before we take a little break and go to emails, uh, I also saw the new Joe Cornish movie yesterday. Oh, the, like, the kid who would be king. I mean, it's for kids, isn't it? You shouldn't be watching that film. Why? It's for children. It wasn't that good. Well, it's for children. It left me quite cold. Yeah. Apparently, the acting, the kids are not very good in it. There's some. There's you know who he is, don't you? Who's who? He's Andy Circus's son. Yes, I, but he's all right. But apparently everyone else is a bit yeah junk. I would go along with that. But yeah. it just left me a bit cold. And I felt the same with Attack the Block. Like, I didn't really relate to the characters. I, it's one of those, you know... Because you're a middle-class white man. Well, fine. But you know, <laughs> you know, like, the same reason that we would love... And, and I understand that a lot of this is because we watched it, it as kids. But if you watch it back now, it does stand up. Things like Home Alone, The Princess Bride, mm. Labyrinth, those kind of kids' movies that are classics. Were magical. But this is magical as well, right? But and and but the point is, I don't think I couldn't find myself warming to the characters. Even the kid who played Merlin, who's supposed to be this quirky, mad kind of, because it's a retelling of the King Arthur mm. myth, right? So this quirky, mad, sort of really interesting, modernized version of a young wizard. Mm. Um, it was just it just left me cold. I just couldn't again, get with it. I didn't care. I again, didn't care. all of the reviews I've heard is I've heard the exact same thing. To to, to wit, I would say. Uh, it's a film for kids, so yeah. unless we have kids reviewing uh, things on Commod and Mayo, if there's, oh, I'd love to see a little. You know, I got little, um, little Ant and Dex, little baby mm. Ant and Dex. I think they should have little baby Commod and Mayo. That'd be great. That would be very. <laughs> Somebody good. told me a story about an actor making. Uh, I think it was like I said, they told us a story about an actor who I can't remember made little Ant and Dex cry. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. It's not zero shit. Having given. no having no truck with it. Having big trucks with it. Why do I keep on getting no trucks and big trucks having, mixed up? Uh, I, no, I have no truck with it. Is the is the right way of saying it? I've got no truck with it. Yeah, saying that I've got no problem with it. I've got no time for that. Oh, I thought trucks was like yeah. The actor had no I thought, truck with it. I thought the tr- 
uh, 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 being horrible. No, yeah. I, I, when I don't like something, you must have truck with it. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> or if you don't like something, you have no, no truck with it. No one says that anyway. No, I know. Just I say you've got no problem with it. Why am I adopting it though? Yeah, I've got problems with it. I've got no problem with it. Just say that. <laughs> bringing trucks into it. You can't even drive. I know. Terrible, isn't it? Right, let's take a break. We'll be back with um, your emails. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A man who doesn't want his penis touched. Uh, fair enough, you know. <laughs> show me had, one of them and I'll show you a liar. The guy had a a track record of doing leggers from restaurants. <laughs> Finally caught up with him. Does that mean mm. that he should have his penis touched by a police officer? No, it doesn't. Maybe he, they thought he was smuggling a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He nicked off with a sausage. <laughs> exactly. Right, email time. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com for the emails, as you all know by now. Mm. Um I've got a few good ones, actually. Um, here's a good one from um, Pilot Dave. Hello, Pilot Dave. A new pilot has entered the game. Has, has entered the skies. This is our third pilot. We've almost Whoa. got a... Uh, what's it called? A squadron. We've almost got a squadron. <laughs> yes! Dear Luke and Pete, he says, Now, I am in an odd situation with regards to catching up with current and past episodes. I started listening to the show at around episode 70, and although currently up to date at 150, I started listening to your first show recently, and I'm now up to episode 10, if that makes sense. So there's a 60-episode gap, which I'm looking forward to filling. I, too, am a pilot... Yeah. and have clearly missed who Pilot Gav and Pilot Neil are. I think one of them is a Gareth Southgate lookalike, that's correct, and I think he's on the same fleet as me, but I haven't met him yet. Wow. So we'll find out. Ga- I think Pilot Neil is the Gareth Southgate lookalike. Right. As a side, if you're interested, I train pilots in my airline to fly the B777. Airline pilots have uh, two times four hourly sessions in the simulator every six months where we test and train a multitude of different situations, uh, one of which I'm disappointed to report is not a 1G barrel roll. Although this is possible, uh, we know that, Dave, you'll find out about that in probably the 60 episodes you haven't watched yet. Uh, and he says, just want to thank Pete for the reply he sent me about the record of the week at Absolute Radio back in 2016, Ancient Rolling Sea by Slow Club. Excellent tune. Wow, well, yeah, I don't think we've played anything by Slow Club for a long time. Do you remember that caller? Uh, I do. Or texter? <laughs> I don't, I don't you remember do. all your listeners, don't you, Peter? I remember, I remember and cherish every last one of them. Hmm. Uh, until it started bothering me on... Uh, Facebook, <laughs> with uh, in that little uh, you know that little kind of box in your messages that are like people that you don't know that you're not connected to, yeah, and you just open it and you're like, whoa, my god! I haven't opened that in frightening like five years. I wouldn't yeah. have um, you I'm you have an op- I thought you had an open door policy on your Facebook. No, uh, no, I used to, and then I, and then I was like, it's just untenable. There are people turning up to my birthday party. <laughs> I've never met before. Did that happen? Yeah, it happened a couple of times. It happened in, in, on my 30th, quite notably. Did I get invited to your 30th? <laughs> That's how you got in. That's how I got in. I didn't get invited, did I? You were there. Where was it? You were there. Marcus was there from the Rambo, I think. Where was it? Was it was in Kentish Town. Uh, in the, it's a pub that's not even there, there anymore. It was downstairs 
um, and then you'd go into the toilet and the, and the whole of the toilet was just reflective. Um, everything was like a mirrored surface. So people were like putting, thinking it was a toilet door, but it was actually urinals. So right. they're putting their hands into the water of the urinal coming down, oh. thing, thinking it was the... Um, this is not, that's the, not the night where I ran home and smacked my head on the tube. And no, like, same venue though. Same oh, I do know. The, I do remember. Okay, yes. yeah. So those listening who don't know, I was out with Pete once. Well, I wasn't even that drunk. And I stumbled on the tube train platform, head first into the train, hit my head because I'm quite tall on the roof of the train and split my head at the front. So it looked, I looked, basically looked like a human money box for about <laughs> three months. I've still got the scar if you look closely. Like, why um, would you do that? Speaking of uh, uh, people who are in the race to uh, be president, did you see um, Bernie? He said Bernie Slavin. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Bernie, <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Bernie per- Slavin running, Bernie Slavin running for president. Love that. It ain't there. <laughs> Bernie Sanders cut his head on the uh, shower and then uh, attended a uh, uh, a town hall about um, healthcare. <laughs> about three hours later, did he? he went and got his head patched up and then uh, and then uh, did a did a did a roundtable about um, oh, the future of uh, the future. This is my Bernie Sanders? Uh, the future of health. Yeah. Ah, the future health. I'd love him to run with Bernie Slavin. Excellent forward from, from Glasgow. Bernie, stop uh, boot some footballs in the crowd, huh? Vote for the two Bernies. Ah. Hey, it's weekend of Bernies up in here. <laughs> Aye, vote for the Bernies. <laughs> I'd love that. Two Bernies, weekend at Bernies. Bernies's? Yeah. Weekend at the Bernies's. Bernie Slavin and Bernie if, Bernie, if Bernie Sanders becomes president, then. And we'll, Colonel Sanders. Because he's quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Bernie, Bernie Sanders is quite old, if he becomes president, there will I predict there will be a time where they don't, people don't see him for like a couple of days right. and it'll be like the weekend at Bernie's thing will come out oh, oh he's right. being yeah, animated yeah. by yeah, two yeah, like yeah. two what are they called slackers mm. uh, yeah so speaking of uh, yeah uh, people pulling the wall over people's eyes enjoying uh, the uh, Melania Trump um, height differential sometimes she's six foot she's a, I mean she, after all she's a fucking model she's, she's a very model tall. And she's looking good like she's almost as tall as uh, Donald Trump and uh, and he's a good six two is he second six? tallest president ever whoa you we said talked about this before and you said the tallest was um who was the tallest think of the most famous president uh, you know it is. Um, I've literally just forgotten. Abraham his name. Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. And you said to me, he wasn't that tall. He just wore a big hat. Yeah, he just wore a big hat. I don't think people's hats are taken into account. He's pissed. Absolutely pissed. A man that tall wearing a big tall hat. Yeah. Fuck off. And that's why um, the most, the tallest people in the world are all chefs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we've got an email from Art. Hello, Art. Good name. I really enjoy the show. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, Art. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, right after Pete uh, got back from Taipei, uh, I remember you talked about strangers misinterpreted, uh, misinterpreting uh, situations, and it reminded me of a story when I was about eight years old. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, big battleground for the presidential uh, candidates. Oh, big battleground, guys. If you get Ohio, you get the entirety for of the world. in Ohio. But and, they young for you, though. And on each Sunday growing up, me, my dad, and my older sister, who was uh, three years older, would go to a local hiking area in a forest to explore. Do you know what? I bloody love to go to a forest area in Ohio with you, Pete, and have a little explore. Have a little explore. Yeah, I'd get, great. I'd get bitten by an exotic caterpillar, I reckon, and die. I don't think they bite, do they? I think caterpillars, but yeah, caterpillars bite. Do they? Yeah. There's, I remember Hello at lukeandpeach.com with do caterpillars bite and the answer. I think the, in um, the uh, subject line. Well, look, then we'll just get loads of emails saying, yes, they do. Here's an example well, of one. I'm email. telling you, I'm telling you now. Well, I was in... I was at the Manga Museum in, uh, where was it, Kyoto, uh, in Japan, and there was a little sign saying, do not touch the caterpillars, I we bite. 
The manga museum is not a decent place of research for our caterpillars. It wasn't inside. The, it wasn't like uh, uh, inside the museum. It was outside near a hedge. And the, and the caterpillars were all cartoons. <laughs> they had big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking each other. Yeah, octopuses um, everywhere. The octopuses. Anyway, they go over a hiking trail in Ohio. Uh, because of the topography, sometimes the creek was about 50 feet below the trail in a ravine. The trail was never no more than a quarter mile from the creek, though, because it was uh, much more fun to explore by creek uh, than on a boring trail. We would always walk along the uh, creek, which is usually slow flowing. After about an hour ago, an hour or so of exploring, we would all climb out of the ravine where the creek was, walk back to the trail and go back to the car. The ravine was at most a 45-degree angle, uh, but was usually less steep. One day my father and me climbed out of the ravine uh, and were waiting for my sister to climb up. When my sister's head got over the edge of the ravine and was completely safe um, she jokingly started yelling for help. My father and I were laughing but a stranger happened to be walking by on the trail nearby. Uh, After hearing her cries he sprinted at full speed towards my sister leaping over fallen tree trunks and other debris on the way. When he got to my sister he threw himself on the ground and pulled her up. I love Free Solo. After after he pulled her up, we all sheepishly thanked him for his help. Oh, that's sweet. He was beaming from ear to ear, clearly believing he had saved my sister. We uncomfortably all walked back to our car as the stranger consoled my sister. To this day, that stranger probably believes he saved someone's life, but little does he know the truth that was that we were just terrible people joking about being Oh, that's really sweet. That's bad, bad, bad form by Art's family there. Why? I mean, I suppose they did no, the right thing. it's a gift, thing. isn't it? It's a gift. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, it's a gift. True. My, I, my mum... Poo- I just wanted to help. My mum at Christmas absolutely poo-pooed uh, a defining moment in my life because she just loves doing that. Right. Uh, <laughs> she reckons once my sister was like halfway up the stairs and she's like two. Like, she shouldn't have been halfway how, up the how, stairs. How much younger is she than you? The gate shouldn't... Uh, three years. So you'd have been five. So, yeah, so, so the, the gate should not be known for her to be able to just... Wander right. up the stairs. Negligence. And my negligence mm. on Christine Donaldson's uh, part. on part. Yeah. Um, and she was stood at the bottom of the stairs on the phone, yakking. And, uh, and uh, my sister's half up the stairs. She shouldn't be up the stairs. She was going to fall. Uh, and my mum went, Go and get, go and stop your sister from falling down the stairs. And I ran up and stopped her from yeah. like falling down the stairs. And, Chariots of fire playing in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Bonnie Tyler's hero. All that stuff. And my mum, like, afterwards going, telling my dad going, yeah, your, uh, Peter was a hero today. He saved oh, Helen from nice. falling down the stairs. And then I recounted this story at Christmas and she went, none of that happened. Oh. I was like, I literally heard it from you, mum. Well, 40% of childhood memories aren't real. Yeah. So you never What's know, right? Do you, you, think it, do you think it did happen? It did happen. Yeah. It did happen. What was your technique? Just under one arm? Just, um... Just gorilla press slam throughout. Yeah. What about this for an email then? Um, someone else has emailed into hello at lukeandpeacher.com. This is from John. How I saved a girl from a ravine in Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, what about this from Richard Cook? Do you remember Richard Cook from the Western Isles of Scotland? Not really. You should. Cook Islands. He's one of our best emailers. He's okay. been in touch again. Um, it's a great start to this email. He always signs off his emails, Richard Cook from the Western Isles of Scotland. <laughs> and he starts his email by saying, hello, you finally opened up the Luke and Pete show to weather on show 150. Mm. I've been a weather nerd all my life and I will try to keep it short, but I've been to the USA five times chasing tornado- tornadoes. Wow. And he says he's seen 13 so far. Guess how he got into this. I bet you can guess. Um, was it, um, uh, not Alice Wonderland, what's that one with the, um, we're not in... We're not in Kansas anymore. Oh, um, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Apparently, the dog Toto was originally a cow on the theatre stage. Oh, really? Production. I thought you were going to say the dog's still alive. The dog's still got two <laughs> grandchildren, right? Yeah. Um, Richard Cook from the Western Isles of Scotland says it all started for me in 1996 with a VHS copy of the film Twister. Of course it did, yes. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. God rest him. He's uh, still there, isn't he? No, he's died. He passed away. 
Was there a brother Paxton? Was there another Paxton? Um, possibly. Tony Paxton. <laughs> Unbreak my heart. Wow. What Bill Paxton's passed away. Um, All right. In there, and Richard says, uh, when the internet grew in the early 2000s, I found other people who also liked weather. I found the UK-based tour group who head out to the USA every May and chase the storms in the USA's Tornado Alley, and I'm going again this May. Cool. It can be very hit and miss with some years being less active than others. It's not like the movie Twister in the sense there's a lot of sitting around waiting for storms to produce and lots of frustration when the weather don't play ball. Yeah. But when it actually happens and the storm is produced, uh, it's one of the most amazing feelings ever. I've experienced multiple tornadoes in Kansas and a three-inch hailstorm. I guess he means pieces of hair like that big mm. uh, in Colorado and many other memorable experiences. I think that'd be great, wouldn't it? I'd, it would be fun. I would, de- yeah, I would definitely do that in the, like the midweek sort of thing. Have a, have have some drinks at the weekend in a, in the city, yeah. and then just drive across there trying to find some uh, twisters. I think if if we could find a sponsor to let us go and do that, I think we should do it. Pete. <laughs> you and I on a car, no experts. Weather boys, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah we call ourselves the weather boys. We get t-shirts we made up. Find, we didn't spoil it. We didn't find any weather cadets. <laughs> it's been windy in the UK recently, although not to that level, admittedly. But people have windy. people have had their scaffolding blown over. Yeah. People have had their fences blown over. Yeah, a friend um, of mine, Dan, um, he had um, one of his windows cracked. Really? Because the wind? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's dangerous, guys. Danger. Look out for yourselves and each other. Yeah. Chris, unsolicited content this is. Uh, take a look at my stepfather getting absolutely stuck into some tractor action on YouTube. Basically, he sent us a video <laughs> of him like creeping around the corner and seeing his uh, uh, his uh, stepdad, um, who uh, operated heavy machinery for 35 years before retirement. Uh, he's a bit of a qualified judge on the, on the matter. So you think when he retires, he fancy a rest from all that? No. No. Yeah, he's but into he's, it. But he's sat on, his, he sat on the settee uh, with, <laughs> with his um, iPhone on his lap, just watching tractor video like tra- like digger like you know pneumatic digger, digger nice. or whatever like l- watching some action I think at one point he just go he just go how can they check the oil on the flat ground or so, <laughs> how can they do that um, is your dad into it into diggers not really my dad's in, really into planes machinery, you know? yeah, yeah. no I, d- I don't know what my dad's into really old films my dad's knowledge old of, boring really, films my dad's knowledge of planes is amazing so my parents live quite near an airfield mm. and they do those like sp- they do those like uh, pleasure flights with like old classic airplanes like Spitfires and all the yeah, rest yeah. of it and my old man, if one plane goes past, he can tell you exactly what it is, bang, straight away. He's very good at it. There was this one, uh, there was, I was watching a thing about uh, this plane that was seen on satellite photography um, or on the in the Arctic, uh, this, this this plane uh, that um, was like, it's one of those old flying fortresses or or, or, a, or a derivative of those anyway, mm. back in the day. Mm. Um, so during the Cold War, they, um, or, or maybe just before, they, they were doing recon for uh, planes uh, for, for in Russia, basically, right in the USSR, and um, apparently, what? So one of this, one of these crashed, right? <laughs> so fortress crashed, and the men uh, they all survived. The men, I think, and they literally um, had to fend for themselves for right. until they could get rescued. So this this um, seaplane landed, picked up two of them. Well, they crashed in the, in the ocean? Crashed, no, they crashed in uh, on like an iceberg. They, they crashed, oh, okay. they crashed right. in the snow. Okay. Um, and um, it's very man, like, you know, fucking polar bears everywhere. You are not the king of the fucking jungle when it comes to, you know, not you, you, you're, not, there, so. you're not at the top of the food chain on there. You're not king of the situation. tundra there. No. Um, and uh, so so they have to sit in this plane for like a month, basically, waiting to be rescued. Right. And so this, I think I get the story right, this seaplane comes down to rescue them and um, picks up two or three of them and two of them are still left in the thing anyway. And then they fuck off. That plane crashes and everyone dies. Ah. And so then a third a th- plane, I think, picks up a couple of them and then fucks off. Anyway, 
to why are they sending planes that can't pick up all the people? <laughs> just keep on to just yeah. keep on getting really unlucky with yeah. the storms and stuff and just absolutely stacking it. Um, anyway, the the the, 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 the crux, crux of the story is like these this um, these guys landed some I think twenty years later. I'm probably getting all the details wrong here, but they um, their plan was to spend a year fixing this plane up. Right. Putting new engines on it, making it uh, making it uh, uh, skyworthy again. It's just a film with flying Bradley Cooper <laughs> and flying it off. Yeah, these scientists. Did they, anyway, do it? So they did it. So they fitted all of the um, mortars and stuff. Yeah. Main voyage. They start to uh, they start to uh, they start to go up, and immediately uh, the plane sets on fire. For God's sake! I mean, the plane's ancient anyway. Yeah. But they kit it out with all new engines. Immediately, a fuel line explodes and the plane's on fire. Everyone has to run away and they're all crying. And it's so that was the plane that they that that is in basically seen on satellite photography as old crazy that's old an a mad that's a mad story that <laughs> a rescue, that's a men carter a rescue of a rescue of a rescue that's what a, a men carter that what is. a mess um, i'd like to know from pilot dave pilot neil or pilot gav or indeed any other pilots listening to the show two things mm. one when a big modern jet mm. when the software fails can it still be flown manually Right, and we talked about it Thursday. We still don't have an answer. I think on that. you still. I think you should still have because they have. Because remember when Jack Barron twenty four? We talked about this before. Jack Barron twenty four. He's uh, in the belly of a plane, and he manages to um, pull, um, pull the uh, yeah. hydraulics. Pull that's, the hydraulics. that's not happening. That is not happening <laughs> to make the foils move. And, and the second thing is, can a modern trained pilot who's learned to fly um, jumbos? Obviously, they learn to fly smaller planes. I understand that, but could mm. a pilot, a modern pilot, just get into a Spitfire and be able to fly it? I'd love to know that as well. Anyway, well, they Pete, all train on shitty little planes, don't they? The true, yeah. Old, so yeah. I but I think the Spitfire is quite a sort of unique thing. The thing that I was I was watching that um, footage of that bloke in oh God, did he step from Seattle? Um, that that guy was just a just a depressed kind of guy who um, he just stole a plane and crashed it. It was like that last year sometime. Yes, I remember. And that, he yeah. and he and he was chatting to. Um, to uh, the air traffic control in a rather jovial fashion and he seemed like a kind of stand-up bloke. Yeah. He does talk about uh, not being able to get a job because he's white uh, at one point, but right. we'll, we'll, sc- I, we'll I remember, skim I remember that. the incident, I don't remember the detail. Well, I remember sort of like, I was listening to it last night and it was just, it was just a fascinating kind of like, we'll probably land on the airfield going, nah, they've probably got anti-aircraft, I'll probably not do that, they'll probably, yeah, it's probably, I'm probably looking at probably life for this, aren't I? <laughs> and then he just smashes it into the ground. It's, it's crazy, like, isn't it? And he's sort of going, "No, we just want you, we just want you to land." And and there were just a succession of pilots trying to get him to land. And he's going, "Yeah, no, I'm probably just gonna, uh, I'm probably just gonna uh, fly, like fly around for a bit, and then I'll just call it a night, nose down." And he just fucking stacks it on an island. Yeah. What a, what, a, what a depressing tale to leave the, the, the this week. Out, what a way <laughs> Stop this. Fucking way to go. You are not Michael from Alan Partridge. You are not crashing a helicopter into a sea after you've scared <laughs> a donkey so it falls into a river. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, we're back on Thursday. That was Luke and Peter episode fifty uh, one fifty one. Sorry, for Monday seventeenth of March. Peter, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, hello at LukeandPeter.com if you want to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you later in the week. We'll be back soon, baby girls. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. production.